We live in a highly divisive and dualistic world. You're either this or that, either on my team or on the opposition, one of us or one of them. There seems to be no middle ground. Right in the center of that, and perhaps adding to the division, multiple Christian groups have released so-called statements on certain points of theology and practice. These statements often have to do with a hot-button issue, such as social justice's relationship to the gospel, and how churches should engage with the LGBTQ movement. While the statements themselves can certainly provide a point of commonality between all those who sign it, there can be multiple unintended consequences to releasing them. With the advent of social media, conversations that were once internal are now open for all to see. Family conversations are now worldwide discussions, which create even more lines of division. Are the advantages of formal Christian statements undercut by the polarization that follows them? What place do these modern statements have in the history of the church? When is the right time to write up a Christian statement, or should we simply abandon the idea of statements altogether? All that and more on this edition of Questions from the Pew. Questions from the Pew, the intersection of faith and culture. We're your hosts, Riker Zalameta. This is Lucas Manning. And welcome to the show. Yeah, we're back for another episode. Ooh, talking about some Christian statements. Ooh, eh? wow. Hot topic. <laughs> I don't know why I got Canadian for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting statement or interesting mm-hmm. topic. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely. is statements. I think it, yeah, it's uh, definitely... I guess, uh, gotten the church as a whole, at least in North America, um, embroiled in a lot of controversy. Mm, true. Because people see Christian statements. Right. And then they go, hey, what's up yeah. with that? I am fascinated. I'm just thinking about this now because I said ch- the church in North America. Yeah. I can't think of, uh, of the church like in different parts of the world. If they do statements. Well, not if they like do statements, statement. but if it's like that big of a as big of a deal. Right. I don't know. If, I don't even know if I'm wording it right. But. Could be because the church, like it's still Christendom is like on the decline, right. but it's still very influential. Yeah, on this side of the world. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just thought. Anyway. Yeah, for better or worse, that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all that to say, here we are. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, um, of late, there have been a yeah couple of statements that have really um, been in the headlines, mm-hmm. um, both mm-hmm. in the church community and then just right things the secular, like secular, you know, quote unquote, like secular some world. that are big that are making headlines, like the Nashville statement, mm-hmm. um, which was a statement about, I guess, like LGBTQ issues yeah. and yeah, the I church. Mean, yeah, broadly, it was a statement on. Um, Human sexuality. Right, human sexuality. Yeah. That's right, that's right. But yeah, specific, pointedly right. in response to, I'd say, the right. cultural movement. Trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, there's a statement on social justice and the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that one 
is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, just a statement from, I guess, the more conservative yeah. end of evangelicalism. Right. Yeah. And we'll get into some more details yeah. of those. As we go. Yeah. But um, it might be helpful to take a look at what exactly <laughs> a statement is. Yes. I don't know if... I don't know if it's as big of a deal, like I said, outside of a, outside of the church. Right. Um, so, and p- maybe even people inside of the church aren't necessarily right. familiar with it. That's true. I don't know how many just churchgoers yeah. know that much about yeah. that, but maybe they do. I don't know if it I would have been familiar. It blew up on Twitter, familiar. at least yeah, the national statement one. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, I think social, and yeah, something we'll get into. <laughs> social media definitely is making it a little bit more yes. accessible. Right. Um, but yeah, Christian statements um, overall follow a pretty, pretty basic format. Um, it usually starts off with like a preamble or a preface, mm-hmm. kind of presenting the history behind, you know, what led up to the actual formation of the statement, mm-hmm. um, a little information about why this group of people is writing mm-hmm. Or making the statements, and then, um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think if there's anything beyond that in terms of the the, the preamble preface history. I mean, that, yeah, that sounds about right. Kind of thing. And yeah, and then after that, they, they just kind of give it some context, right? And then yeah, right. and then after that, they move into a series of short, um, very concise um, statements of affirmation and denial. So we affirm <laughs> this, um, and. Uh, usually they'll give scripture, scriptural passages, scriptural right. references uh, to back that up. And then also we deny this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's generally the format. Right. Um, yeah. Right. So essentially we are saying this, but don't get it skewed. We're not saying this. Right. That's like, yeah. Which is, yeah. 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 That's the form that it takes. And I guess, yeah. So like the comparison can be made to like ancient creeds, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like the Nicene Creed or the Apostles' Creed, which are, so they're not necessarily in that form, but they're, you know, statements that came out from councils, you know, gathering of Christian leaders, Mm -hmm. which is similar to what these statements are doing. The difference, I would say, is that back in the days of the councils, they were more like orthodox, like center to the faith issues that were being addressed. So like the Trinity or like hypostatic union, which for those who don't know is the, uh, relationship between Jesus's divine and human nature. So those like type of very, I guess, central Christian doctrines mm-hmm. were being discussed at these councils, and then they'd give a you know a big statement mm-hmm. where they'd write everything out that they agreed on. Right. And I guess that's a little bit of the difference here is that these statements, at least the ones that we're talking about or have come out recently, are more so uh, on cursory issues. So right. Like how do we engage with human sexuality, yeah. uh, social justice, the, the Chicago statement, which we talked about in season zero yeah uh that one's more like biblical interpretation so yeah yeah, they're i guess not to say that they're not important but they're not central right like the old creeds used to be yeah i think as well it's um both creeds and today's statements are very um chronologically placed right so for the early church those creeds are important because yeah it's centralized a lot of the core tenets of the faith Mm -hmm. like this is what we believe uh to be true um and so um and then obviously today's statements the the church i think is in a little is in a different spot 
mm. in its in, in history. Right. I'm not even. Yeah, obviously, it's a different. Like chronologically, <laughs> it's, it's different. But right. Um, I think at this point we're trying to. I don't know because the the early church was also trying to keep out heresy. Right. right. But it was also at the same time trying to establish. Right. Well, that's what I guess the early church, like the diversity of belief was way higher as far as like in Christianity, not necessarily that in a good way. Right. Not that diversity isn't great, but you know what I'm saying? It was, yeah. Jesus like is not necessarily divine or there's lots of different modalism, all these like ways of understanding that were probably not. Yeah. That were like competing orthodoxies essentially. Whereas now the orcs like orthodoxy, at least, like in the three main, what what do you call them? Sects like Catholicism, mm-hmm. Protestantism, and Eastern Orthodox. Yeah. Like I feel like it's pretty like obviously the three different ones or those three differ, but they're very like established at this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas back then it was not like right. That. Right. Yeah, I think we're dealing a lot more with religious pluralism on our end. Right. Um, seeping into christian faith so i think that might have a large part to do with it right um but regardless yeah i mean the conciliar decisions of the past so the 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 decisions and the creeds that came out of those those councils the council of chalcedon council Mm. of of nicaea they um they were located within the church right um so it was yeah to clarify doctrinal issues they were um they were addressing different heresies uh, clarify a point of doctrine, and they were, I think, largely kept in-house. Mm. Um, so it right. wasn't in large part dealing with right. aspects of, let's say, maybe maybe some parts of it were, like, were dealing with philosophy, right. but it, they weren't dealing with, for example, psychology. Right. And, the and, primary purpose wasn't to speak to the world around right. Christians as more so right. in-house. Yeah. Not to say that even these are. I think the statements are in-house. The problem is that we have the internet now. So yeah. now everyone sees right. in-house conversations. Yeah. 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 Whereas yeah. back then, it, nobody cared. <laughs> yeah. You were a Christian. yeah, it's more so like trying to come to an agreement right. on core issues, come under one banner. Right. Um, yeah, and I'd say even like today's statements can be seen as reactions. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, the, the council statements of the past, like the creedal statements of the past, rather, um, were reactionary as well, mm-hmm. but of a different sort, right. I think. Um, the, they were rea- today's statements were reaction, are reactions from things that come, in my mind, from outside of the church that have seeped into it. Right. It might be addressing a movement within the church, but that movement originated from outside the walls of the church. Um, So like the liberal movement within, you know, mainline Protestant theology, Mm -hmm. for example, is is what comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like the statements of today are trying to hold back that capitulation of um, uh, the capitulation to the non-believing world um, being made by, you know, more liberal. Well, that's probably just indicative of the the difference, like the different position the church is in now than it was back then. Right. Like it wasn't, it wasn't the thing that was like the old thing that was being like, I don't know if attacked is the right word, but like the old thing that was being challenged, but it was like the new thing on the block that right. was like trying to understand what it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
So that's, I mean, yeah, the big difference it seems like is just like where the church is at. So like they're still, they're both think like uh, statements that people can rally to. Like, okay, this is actually what we think. Right. But then like how, I guess the consequences, one of technology now and two of like Christianity being the established right. belief system. Yeah. Like has a different, just has a different feel. Something that I'm thinking about as a parallel is Martin Luther and his 95 Theses, because that's got all the elements that we've right. just kind of yeah, listed, true. right? Statement, so yeah. it's like, hey, the churches are had already been established at that point, right? Right. Is Roman Catholic Church, right? And then he butted up against it, and he, yeah, 95. Right. I, I think there were denials, okay. Yeah. Essentially, I don't know if there were any. Well, I guess there were affirmations yeah. as well within it, but I don't know if it. It definitely didn't. Um, it definitely didn't hold to the same form that today's statements right. hold to, like the "we affirm, we deny" right. statements. But, but I think it's definitely a, yeah. can be seen as a precursor to that. And then right. obviously, couple that with the invention of the printing press. That's the technology component of it. Right. So maybe true. Martin Luther was the the OG modern statement. statement writer i mean then the interesting thing is that that was like in challenge to the establishment right whereas i feel like sometimes not to say see i don't assume that establishment is bad like a lot of people but um but these seem to be more so from the establishment side of things you I know see what you're saying. Saying. whereas yeah. martin luther was like no and then right. he issued like a statement mm-hmm. like that almost seems like to me somebody on Twitter just like posting something. On that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like things are obviously way downplayed because there's just so much stuff that's out right. there. But yeah, but still, I mean, people did rally around it. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's and it fair. did become a movement. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Some similar in some ways, dissimilar in others. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. This talk specifically is going to re- revolve around the mo- more modern mm-hmm. statements. Yeah. So again, examples of being. Yeah, the Chicago Statement on Biblical Inerrancy and, yes. and Hermeneutics. Yes. Um, the Nashville Statement on Human Sexuality yes. and then the Social Justice and the Gospel. Right. Statement. So really just talking through, is this, are these things helpful? Yeah. Are statements yeah. good? Yeah. Are they from the pit? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. Why They've got that? pros and cons. Yes, we have. <laughs> have no fear, listener. <laughs> we will discuss them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I mentioned it earlier too, right? So a big pro I, in my mind is that they're clear and concise. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's a con too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it's clear and concise. There's no, there's no skirting around what the issue is. Right. And I think that, I mean, that's definitely the point of these statements, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we want to be as clear as possible on our stance and our position on these issues. Right. That's good. I'm all for clarity. Yeah. Transparency. Yeah. Which is great. Well, and that's what I kind of... I think I mentioned this earlier, but like another pro is that it just establishes like a point of commonality between 
members of a larger group. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, we can all rally around these things. It even like lays out expectations. Like, hey, like if you're a part of this church or this denomination, like these are the things that we believe. Not to say that we hate other people who don't believe it, but that's just, this is who we are. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, I mean, it can be a very like unifying type of, type of exercise. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And that might actually be a, a pro in and of itself is the fact that it, it is, it's coming from a large group of Christians. It's not, den- for the most part, it's not denominationally right. based. So right. it's not like the Southern Baptists are releasing. Right. I guess just evangelical. Right. So it's yeah. not necessarily, I don't know if it's like mainline Protestant um, or if it's just evangelical I don't, specifically. I don't know of any mainline Protestant. Yeah. Like, so mostly just statements. evangelical. Yeah. Again, it's one of those things where, like I said earlier, it's almost a response to the liberal leaning mm-hmm. of, that usually come out of mainline predis- right, Protestant, Protestant evangelical yeah. um, denominations. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess one of the primary uses in my mind then is to offer correction to the church. Mm. Again, to correct heresy and... Um, and I think if, if that can be done faithfully, statements can be done faithfully, it can offer a lot of guidance for the church. I think it's one of the primary uses of, of what a statement hmm. is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and in addition to that, it really forces the church to, to wrestle with and, and grapple with these issues. It really contextualizes the church's theology, hmm. you know? Right. It's very tactile. So it's right. like, okay, these are the things we think, yeah. but like this is what's going on in the world or like in our specific context. Mm-hmm. And so this is how we're going to relate to it. Right. Once again, some pros, yeah. I would say, but just also some cons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, a big con is the fact that they are, <laughs> they are concise, almost too right. concise. Right. I'd say right. like, it doesn't give room for discussion. Yeah. This is how it is. This is yeah. the way it is. And some, well, here's the thing though. Some, um, some statements do offer commentary on the statement itself. So that's the true. Chicago statement, that's true. It came. I mean, it's like a you can. I mean, the, the Chicago statement. You can give the webpage like a couple of scrolls, and you're you read right. the whole statement. But then their commentary is like twenty pages long, right. and they go into detail of right. why they came to these affirmations. Which it's funny the because the statement I like almost agree with most of it. That was a horrible statement. I almost agree with all of it. There's certain parts where it's like, oh, no. But then I read the commentary, and it's like, oh, this is even further off (laughs) than what I was thinking. But, again, it's one of those things where people aren't going to read a commentary commentary. on a statement. Right, right, right. I don't know if I actually ever read through the whole commentary. No, probably not the whole thing. I think I did for a few of the the affirmations and denials. Yeah, same. Just for that episode that we did, really. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Am I gonna read that on my own? No. Probably not. And if a grad, a Bible grad student isn't reading that, who right? Is, who is reading? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And so they, along with that, then they have an era of definitiveness. Right. Like the fact that they're putting it in a statement. Mm. It's. We it's, have come to a decision. Yeah, and it, and it's not gonna say it outright in the statement. Um, obviously, but it carries the idea with it of this is the final verdict on this issue. Mm. Um, right. So, 
That's, yeah. Right, which can be unhelpful. Mm-hmm. And that's what, so yeah, I mean, kind of building off that and what I said even in the pro category is I think sometimes it can just draw unnecessary lines mm. that don't need to be there. So it's like, yeah, it's it's good and it creates commonality within a certain group of people, but then it also isolates another group of people and perhaps unnecessarily. Like, uh, I guess for me, especially with like contested issues or like like methodological issues, like uh like social justice you know what i'm saying i mm-hmm. think everybody wants justice to happen right um i mean maybe not not everybody but hopefully most people want justice to happen uh but it's really just like how are we going to engage the world to like help that happen mm-hmm. more yeah and so that's like straight up just methodology how yeah. are we going to do yeah. that yeah and so it's do we really need to like like divide into sides here right. or can we yeah. just not do that and yeah. like you know especially for contested issues like that and other things. Mm -hmm. Can we just try to work Mm -hmm. it out as much as we can? Right. That statement in particular is, is a little fascinating to me because it, it's very much grounded in the conversation that's happening sociologically in terms of the social justice movement, not social justice, broadly speaking. Right. Right. And so it's like a, a very particular, right. Um, it's like very specifically addressing. Yeah yeah that movement uh, specifically right but the the problem with that statement though i think is that it throws the justice baby out Uh, with the social justice bathwater. right Um, whatever your position is on that that's the position position that they that they take well that kind of i mean maybe we're getting mildly ahead of ourselves but like i think when somebody does a statement there's a message that goes beyond just the words of the statement. Mm-hmm. So like with that one, for instance, like you're, you're saying these things um, about like race and ethnicity and culture even, uh, but it's not just like, so like the words, I almost agree with the words. Once again, it's like these words I almost agree with, but what it's doing in the culture in the sense that it's like, yo, we have nothing to do with social justice. Not mm-hmm. that it ever says that, but that's the, like the spirit of the words. Right. right. So that's like, it's speech act theory, which mm-hmm. is, we've talked about that yeah. multiple times. Not like words aren't just about what's actually being said, mm-hmm. but, but what the words are doing, yeah. like what the, I guess the purpose or how the words interact mm-hmm. with actual events in the world. Anyway. So like what the words are doing are saying like, Hey, we have nothing to do with like that social gospel thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like we, I mean, there's one part of it that talks about how nobody should like any way of thinking that, uh, I guess encourages people to view themselves as oppressors or victims has like no place in the church. And I guess it's like, well, that's not, mm-hmm. that's just like not true. I don't think mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think like you can view yourself as an oppressor and not, not in like a detrimental way to your like spiritual health. Or, right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it can be a very yeah. enriching thing. Yeah. I mean, it's what, it's what Ricky Padilla said in, in a previous episode, right? Yeah. Like, so coming to grips with your culpability. Right in your in your history right right no one no one has there's a history of non-innocence so when they write those things in the statement it's like okay like it it's from a certain perspective like a reformed perspective and like a lot of the folks are white no offense to they're like not that that says everything because white people can be on track too but at the same time it's when you say those things and you're from a context I like have to question like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What those words are actually doing Mm -hmm. versus what they literally say. Yeah. Anyway. So that's, I guess that's one thing is the statement statements, not only like might separate certain people, but also they might like 
do something in the world, which I think that's what like people latch onto, like on Twitter and mm-hmm. like those type of things, yeah. is they see I mean, what it's fodder. doing. Yeah, yeah, they see what it's doing, and so then they, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, you yeah. know, blow up over it. Right, and I mean the church is already seen as countercultural, mm-hmm. right? That's why churches who do embrace uh, the LGBTQ plus movement, mm-hmm. they're celebrated because that's such an anomaly coming from. They're celebrated by right, that right. community no, yeah, because it's such an anomaly for right. a Christian community. Like to the do general that. stereotype is that right. churches are yeah. not. And this right. kind of adds fuel to that fire. Right. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. And because of how connected the globe is currently, I mean, again, going back to technology, mm. this is the most connected the globe has ever been. Right. So a statement released like the national statement or the statement you know, on social justice and the gospel, it's going to be seen as an attack on a particular community mm. by that particular community mm. who's making the statement. Mm. Actually, I, I would take that back. <laughs> it's seen as an attack on a particular community by the church. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know? For sure. Um, and again, it's, uh, going back to what you said about speech act theory, it's it's because of the way things are worded Right. Uh, the format right. of those statements alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, but at the same time, again, it's got a lot of benefits for the right. church in terms of forcing them to think well, yeah. about that issue, right? I mean, that's where it's like, I think it's okay to say like what you believe and where you stand. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think that we should be, like people should be able to speak their mind and then like, you engage with it in a civil manner, even if you disagree. Yeah. Um, when I, what, like there's certain things where I think, yo, like that perspective is actually hurting a lot of people. So I would definitely go at that perspective very strongly. Mm-hmm. So maybe people believe that about things that I don't necessarily, like maybe people think that other issues are more detrimental than I actually think they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that's fine. But uh, yeah, I think these statements just kind of fuel the fire yeah. of, those people over there you know what i'm saying they believe this and they're the bad people well it comes with a lot of collateral damage yeah right because like i said this those these statements are going to be seen as the position of the church Mm, broadly universal right that's (laughs) yeah that's the other thing is like even if they're not trying to now it just means all christians think this because one you know because the one person read it and said oh this is what christians think you know what i mean yeah and you can no one's gonna look through the list of of people who signed the statement and what church they're a part of what organization or denomination they're a part of no it's coming from a bunch of pastors and theologians regardless of what you know branch of christianity they're from right it's christians who think that way right right um for yeah, right. Regardless of of whether those specific affirmations and denials are are um, are beneficial, right? Yeah.
and they can another thing is they can sometimes do too much or try mm. to do too much and that's one of the the that's the flip side of the the clear and concise right. pro that mm. I that I was mentioning earlier right mm. because it it di- it tries to dive into biology psychology <laughs> geology and all these <laughs> other different sciences no in a very compact uh, right um and present it in a very compact format right and that's Which just not just generalizations helpful. and not nuanced yeah and that's yeah that's where i'm reading the chicago statement on biblical inerrancy and it's like okay this is pretty good and then it gets to like one of the articles and it's like and all scientific knowledge is this and i'm like oh no <laughs> Like, the Bible's not talking about science. Anyway, yeah. So that's just another mm-hmm. unfortunate. Yeah. It's just an overreach. Yeah. I think I think everyone kind of does that with their field. They, like, over make, they make oh, it overreach. Because sure. they've devoted their, like, lives to it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I think you could talk to a geologist about, like, social issues, and they'd be like, well, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I think everyone kind of overreaches yeah. depending on their area of expertise. Yeah. But, definitely, but I think their statements are. Yeah. But but I think there in those fields for people outside of the church, it's easier to compartmentalize mm. those things. Mm. Whereas within Christianity, there's mm. there's a belief that your faith ought to undergird everything right, else, right, 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 or at least be present in those fields. Of right, or like all the truth that there is is like is like determined by the Bible, mm-hmm. which it's like well I. I understand that the Bible is true and great, and that's awesome that you believe that person. But then also, there's like other ways that we know things that aren't necessarily the Bible, and it doesn't mean that they're not true because they don't come from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I think that's like, like somebody in the field of biology doesn't necessarily think that biology could solve all the problems, right? Even though, like I said, I do think everyone probably has a bias to their field mm-hmm. of what they, you know, maybe they, everyone sure. overreaches a little bit, but definitely it seems like christians are most perhaps guilty yeah. of that yeah because it's and, like oh go ahead. yeah and you could chalk that up to maybe a an improper reading of the bible the text right. you know in improper reading of the proof text that they use to right to yeah to present that right that belief yeah i don't know yeah, yeah it, it just doesn't statements don't present all the nuances mm-hmm. it, i mean spatially it just doesn't have mm enough space to right actually like come to terms with right. the issues and right everything i think that's yeah i mean yeah it's just an inherent con yeah of statements yeah <laughs> yeah again or a lot of summaries. collateral damage that right comes along with Can be the benefits yes yeah i think i mean maybe we can have this come flying into a landing here um I guess the last question that we can ask is like, do statements still have a place in the modern world with mm-hmm. technology abounding and with like current climate and like all these things, issues mm-hmm. like are our statements actually like, is there a place for them or should we just abandon them entirely? Mm-hmm. And I think at least what I would say, I think what we would say is that like, it comes down to like discerning things like is the issue important enough to divide over right and to 
like you said, cause like a lot of collateral damage. Like, is that worth like whatever this issue is? Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I guess to me, if it's like an issue of like Orthodox or like, like something very central to the Christian faith, then to me, it's like, great. I love Mm -hmm. statements. Statements are great. But then when it's something that's contested, like pretty, like pretty contested (laughs) and like, isn't necessarily like vital, which people are going to disagree on what's vital. Right. So that's fair. But uh, I guess that's where it comes down to. I just think like discernment to to actually consider like is this worth putting mm-hmm. a statement out? Yeah, yeah. Because that I mean that was a question that even the earliest church fathers had to wrestle with, right? right. When they met in these councils and they formed these statements, like mm. is it worth expelling pastors and theologians of our community? Is it worth expelling them for mm. this issue of the virgin birth or, right, or, or right, the deity right. of Christ? Right. And then the Holy Spirit told the old Saint Nick to punch. <laughs> Just punched <laughs> Arius right in the throat. Yeah, what was the guy's name that he punched? Arius. Arius. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyway. Like, no, so, no, no. Jesus is created. Get over here. <laughs> get over here. Punch Let me give you a Santa punch. <laughs> Anyway, look it up. It's true, everyone. Santa gives presents to children and punches heretics. Those are his two functions, his two roles. Defender of the faith by day, gift giver by night. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Santa. Anyway, Uh, all that to say, I think Santa was on to something. Yeah. Where sometimes you actually got to, you know, make a distinction. Yeah, yeah. But I think hindsight is is 20-20 as well. Like we're making these state... The two of us are talking about this in the midst of right. these statements happening. That's true. I wonder how many of the church fathers, like, if we in, if we interviewed them as yeah. the statements and right. creeds were being formed, right. how how many of them would be in agreement saying, yeah, this is something to that's worth to fight over. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, that's true. Yeah, and that that's a that's a thing though, right? That I think a lot of times can be perceived as missing from statements and and i want to use that word very carefully perceived as missing is humility Mm. um because fine let's say let's just give the pastors and theologians and bible scholars the benefit of the doubt and say they approach these issues and they wrote these statements with the utmost humility yeah a lot of times it doesn't come through to uh the the reader right yeah for sure so which might be another inherent con right (laughs) yeah and so yeah it needs to be approached with with humility because again i'm not saying that it's right it that statements are not necessary right for the world i'd say probably they're a necessary evil that's fair that's if i can put it in that way yeah for sure well i think it's this conversation a little bit is leading into like um, just being able to civilly interact with perspectives that aren't our own. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it's, I mean, it, both sides are like guilty of it. If there are sides or maybe everyone is just guilty of it where you read something on the internet and you're like, Oh, that horrible person did that. Which, right. Not to say that they're not horrible mm-hmm. <laughs> they are, or what they did is horrible. You know what I mean? It's right. not even making a statement about their actual act or words, but just how we interact. Right is like sometimes the problem yeah and yeah i mean obviously that that uh these statements fuel yeah how people interact Mm -hmm. with others 
So if your words are, one, putting a barrier between you and, you know, a particular community who, you know, you're, you're addressing, or two, um, incites a certain behavior among your camp. Yeah. Maybe yeah, pull back let's a little bit. rethink. Yeah, you know how often we not just what the words are saying, but right. what's the outcome of them. Also. Yeah, I mean we see it in. I'm not trying to get political, but we see it in in politics. Yeah, yeah, right. Where yeah. A, a a person might not outright be saying these things, mm-hmm. but his or her constituents right use that as fuel and are inspired to act in a certain way because right. of the the rhetoric right. and, and the lifestyle and you would hope if like if that was the case and the person didn't mean for it they would like go back right like amend the yeah. state i mean that's what we call for <laughs> yeah right. right so i think okay. that's something to to think take about. into account as a as a Relate. church yeah even as it relates to christian church statements yeah it's also yeah yeah all that to say i think comes down to just let's just think about it mm-hmm. really long and hard yeah yeah. Let's let's try to humbly discern mm. whether or not we should put out a statement mm. and how we craft those statements when they are necessary. Because mm. again, we're not saying that they're I'm unnecessary. Not that they're unnecessary. Let's just maybe pull back the reins let's a little bit. Just pull it back. <laughs> <laughs> just pull up on those reins. Anyway, we'll great. I mean, I would say. Yeah. Just I think, about. Yeah. I think that, that's about that. About yeah. wraps it up. Yeah. Um, thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, yeah, if you haven't already, like I say at the end of every podcast, go ahead and find us on iTunes or visit our, our webpage on uh, the World Outspoken website. Um, go ahead and rate, comment, ask questions, and subscribe to our podcast. Yes, please ask questions. There's yeah. a spot to add or yes. to ask questions. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We, yeah, we want questions yeah. from you guys from the actual pews. Uh huh. Yeah. We want this. Uh, we want to carry this discussion on and not let it stop. So yeah, great. This has been questions from the pew. I'm Ryan Gonzalez. I'm Lucas Manning. We'll see you next time. <laughs>